Welcome. You're listening to Latin Waves with your hosts, Sylvia and Stuart Richardson. Latin Waves is more than just hot rhythms. This is a show about community, about creating a culture that is inclusive and based on fairness. Because everyone deserves dignity, respect, and has something to contribute. A new world is possible, and it all starts with us. You're listening to Latin Waves. My name is Stuart Richardson. I'm very privileged to have Bruce Gagnon on the line today. He's a co-founder and coordinator of the Global Network Against Weapons and Nuclear Power in Space, a lifelong union and peace activist, and uh, also writes for a blog called Organizing Those. Hey, welcome back to the show, Bruce. Thank you, Stuart. Good to be with you again. I'll just give a little brief history. Um, when they reunified Germany, um, Russia was promised that NATO would not expand eastward. Now they're in almost every nation that borders Russia, and uh, they were talking of Ukraine joining NATO. So that promise was broken. But I wonder if you could give us a brief history since 2014, uh, some of the origins of this conflict, because what we're getting on TV and the mainstream media is kind of almost cartoonish, evil versus good kind of narrative that we heard in Iraq. So can you Take us back uh, to 2014 and just kind of lay out how this conflict uh, evolved. If I could, I'd like to go back to 2008 first to a speech okay. that Vladimir Putin made at the Munich Security Conference. Leaders from all over the world there sitting in the front row was John McCain, Joe Lieberman, and uh, Secretary of Defense then uh, Bill Gates. And Putin made an appeal saying that, you know, you broke the promise that NATO wouldn't expand towards us, and now you, you know, this was broken during the Bill Clinton administration. He called it NATO enlargement. So now NATO is on all of our borders. You're having regular war games right up against our country. And this is a problem. And you've backed out of all the anti-nuclear weapons treaties, you know, the arms control treaties, you backed out of those. And you're pumping up your military to massive levels. This year, Russia, by the way, is spending $65 billion on its military. It's a defensive military. Protect your borders. United States, when you add up all the various pots of gold and nuclear weapons spending by the U.S. is hidden in the Department of Energy budget. When when you add it all up, it's over $1.2 trillion. You add the NATO allies' money in there, it's 60% or more of the global total. So Putin in 2008 says this to the leaders of the world. This is a problem. You know, we we need a security uh, arrangement, treaties, negotiations in writing um, because uh, we're heading towards danger zone. Well, they got really mad at Putin for making that speech in 2008, which I found to be very realistic and sensible. And they've been after him ever since, demonizing him every way possible because they saw that they couldn't control Russia. And they want Russia to be broken up, to be balkanized because of its massive resource base, because of climate change and the melting of the ice and the Arctic, drill baby drill in that region. Mm. The Western fossil fuel corporations want it bad. And so since... 2008 up to 2014, they've been working Russia over left and right, 
with punches to the gut and to the face. And then in 2014, the United States organizes a coup d'etat in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, the elected government that was trying to have relationships with both Russia and Europe at the same time. He was uh, thrown out of power by the armed muscle of the Nazis who were used by the U.S. uh, to push through this coup d'etat in Kiev. This was during the Obama administration. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Vice President Joe Biden, Victoria Nuland, the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, they were all involved in this coup. First thing the new government did was to declare the speaking of Russian illegal in Ukraine. Well, this is insane because one third of the country speaks predominantly Russian. This part of the country, part of Ukraine that's closest to the Russian border, it's called the Donbass region. That's the part that just voted in the referendum to rejoin Russia. And since they started this effort to, in 2014, the people to say, we want to speak our local language. We want local autonomy. We want a federated government. They didn't say we wanted to leave Ukraine. They said, we want a federated government. And so what did they do in Kiev with the U.S. backing? They sent the Nazis to the eastern Ukraine to attack their own fellow citizens Ukrainian, Russian ethnic citizens. And they, up to this point, they've killed about 15,000 and injured more than 35,000 since 2014. U.S. set up military bases in the western Ukraine near Poland. That's where the Nazis predominate in the country. And sent in special forces troops from Fort Carson, Colorado to train them. I know this because one of my best friends his son is in Special Forces, Fort Carson, Colorado, and he was twice sent to this base in Ukraine to train the Nazis, who were then sent eastward, funded by the U.S. and NATO war machine, to attack the Russian ethnic people, trying to draw Russia into a war that would destabilize it, kick in more sanctions, and allow the West to break Russia up in its own coup d'etat, break it up into smaller countries. That's been the agenda all along. Since 2014, there's been so many atrocities, but I guess our mainstream media just missed that, or NATO didn't seem to have any outrage when it was ethnic Russians being killed in the East. The cost of this war is tremendous. Um, For your American listeners, um, think about this. $2.40 a liter for gasoline today at the pump, times four because you pay by the gallon. So that's over $8 a gallon we're paying in Canada. The people of Europe are going to have a very rough winter. Uh, People of the world are going to pay the price. But our leaders don't seem to even want to move to peace. They don't even seem to, it's not even on the table. They just want to prolong this. So can can you talk to the human cost around the world and in Europe, United States, because our leaders are so determined to continue this war? Well, the sanctions are already uh, taking the European people out. It's like taking a baseball bat to their knees. And it's going to get worse. Winter hasn't really started there yet. So once it does, they're in big trouble. But I read the other day that toilet paper companies in Germany were closing down because they couldn't afford 
the energy to produce their product. And so now they're buying American toilet paper. And this is going to be repeated over and over and over again. The, the entire European uh, Union is going to collapse. And NATO is going to collapse, too, ultimately, because it's instigated this monster that, that they've uh, now unleashed on the world. And it's all about the West, the Europeans, U United States, who have been the colonial masters controlling Africa, India, the Middle East, Latin America, Asia, the world, literally, for hundreds of years, including China, right? Mm. Um, you know, with the uh, opium wars. So, I mean, all of this is laid out in a RAND Corporation study from 2019. I'm looking at it online right now. And it's called Overextending and Unbalancing Russia. And in this study, the RAND Corporation, by the way, is the one that did the famous Pentagon Papers during the Vietnam War, the secret government history about how they lied to the American people, lied to the Congress, lied to the media in order to create the, the war in Vietnam, the, rat, you know, the, the pretext, the rationalization, all that stuff. That was the RAND Corporation. It's funded by the U.S. military. It's a, it's a think tank. And the RAND Corporation has come out with a study basically saying that if we create vulnerability in Russia, overextend them, unbalance them, we'll be able to uh, force a coup d'etat and we'll be able to break it up into smaller countries. And they say that we can use Ukraine as a hammer, as a tool to force this situation. So the United States really doesn't give a damn about the people of Ukraine. That's one of the great, most saddest things of this whole uh, current situation. The United States is using them as a tool to go after Russia. And that's really despicable. As far as I'm concerned, it's the epitome of evil. I heard a great quote, and it says, people think the United States is helping Ukraine fight Russia. no. The U.S. is using Ukraine to fight Russia, and it is a completely despicable. We just want peace. We don't want any Russians to die there. We don't want any more Ukrainian Ukrainians to die. And I am just shocked, Bruce, at how chill everybody is about nuclear war. Um, it's been threatened by the U.S. It's been threatened. The two largest nuclear powers in the world are threatening nuclear weapons, just like willy nilly. And nobody seems to care. No, nobody seems to want to push that to the negotiating table. And, and recently in the news, we had this Nord Stream pipeline that blew up. And everyone says Russia blew up its own pipeline, which is kind of ludicrous because they could just turn off the pipeline. <laughs> so uh, deliberately sabotaging pipelines to punish the citizens of Europe and, <laughs> and, and to punish Russia. Like, where... Where is this going? What's the end game? And, and why aren't people getting upset about this? What the hell is going on? Where's the anti-war movement? You remind me of uh, the comedian George Carlin, who, who used those very same words, talking about the corporate takeover of America and how we are becoming slaves to the corporations. And he says, nobody knows. Nobody seems to care. That's exactly what you just said. And you're right. And I think what it is, is the American people are soulless today, or people from the West, the people from Canada, the people from you know, Europe, 
Of course, there are exceptions, but generally, the majority of people have become soulless because they've been brainwashed and they've become addicted to corporate media. They sit there and watch it just like a vegetable and they suck in everything and they repeat it. They then, because it's repeated to them so many times that they literally memorize it. Putin is evil. Putin's a, you know, a dictator. Putin's, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't, people don't know anything about Vladimir Putin. They don't know anything about him. They've never watched a speech he's made. They've never read a a speech that he's uh, made. You know, they don't know anything. They don't know anything about Russian history. They don't know anything about what's really going on. They don't know anything about NATO. I stand on a street corner uh, every th- uh, twice a week since February, every week here in my town of Brunswick, Maine, where I live. And I stand there with a sign that says, no war with Russia, stop NATO. People don't know what NATO is. They, what little they've heard about it, oh, NATO is defense. It's protecting us from those evil bad guys in Russia. That's all they know. And so the problem is the American people and the Canadians and people throughout the West are basically they've lost their soul. They've lost their sense of solidarity, their, their belief in sovereign nations. Sovereign nations means the people run the nation not the corporations. And what the United States is, it's been taken over by corporate power. Mussolini during World War II, the fascist dictator, said that fascism was defined as the wedding of corporations and government. Well, that's what we have today in the United States and through most of the West, most of the EU, the neocons. They've taken control of all these governments. Don't give a damn about the people. I'll say this. I believe people are generally good, and I think people with all the Ukrainian stickers and flags generally want to support Ukrainians in, in a time of war. They And what they're taught and what they're told is, is just nonsense, so they don't really understand the conflict. Um, there's a video circulating on YouTube where a Labour Party leader from the UK was speaking at their convention. And he says, you know, we say we want to support Ukraine, but when we say we want to support Ukraine, you're supporting a country that just banned political opponent parties or socialist parties. You're talking about an anti-union neoliberal government. You're talking about supporting U.S. hegemony. If we want to support the people of Ukraine, we don't put a bloody sticker on the car. We want peace. The people who are these armchair quarterbacks never been in a war. They've never seen in a conflict. They've never talked to anyone who's been in a war. It's absolute hell. I, w- I will give people the credit that they're kind of sheltered. They're in a bubble in the West, and they don't really, they haven't experienced the hardships. And one commentator, Bruce, says, you know, if you've lived in countries for years in Latin America and, and parts of Asia that have had sanctions, people are kind of tougher than than can, Europeans and North Americans. So can you speak to a little bit about uh, uh, what you feel that maybe things need to get a little harder, maybe things uh, need to get a little tougher on people before they start to wake up or... What could be the solution here? You listen to Latin Ways. To support our work, please visit latinwaysmedia.com and consider becoming a member for as little as $1 per month. Thank you for listening. By then, it's going to be too late. By then, we're going to return to, to feudalism because they're going to crash the economies around the world. I think this is all planned, to be honest with you, because they're doing too many things that don't make any sense unless they were, were actually planning it. So I call this corporate neocon monolith Mr. Big. Mr. Big wants to take us all down back to feudalism. They want to control the entire planet, the resources, the dwindling resources on the planet. 
they want to make us pay for water to drink. I mean, you're going to have to pay to survive. And where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to get the job? So they're going to thin the population. That's the plan. There's a good reason why people are scared and they're nervous uh, and they're afraid to speak out because they're afraid of being identified. But what's going to happen is we can't wait because if we wait, then it's going to be too late. And then people are going to say, why didn't somebody do something? Why didn't somebody say something? Why didn't somebody tell me about this? Mm. Well, we're telling you now. And the time has come to speak out because if you love your children, and I'm sure you do, and your grandchildren, and I'm sure you do, it's time to protect them. Stop being so self-centered. Stop worrying about what the social circle at dinner party is going to think of you if you speak out and tell the truth. For sure. And there's so much censorship and nonsense going on. But there's protests in Europe. Uh, they're, they're not in Czechoslovakia. They want they started. We're starting to see protests that people want peace. Uh, governments are changing. They just got a new government in Italy that's against the U.N. and, and the World Economic Forum. So things are changing. And here's my pet peeve, Bruce, like the faith people in the faith community is isn't it thou shall not kill it's not thou shall not kill unless state sponsored where the hell are the churches in the faith community i, I want to put a call out um latinwaves at gmail.com if you're in the faith community if your church has been speaking about peace let me know and i'll i'll promote them i'll, I'll talk about it i'll try to push traffic to you and and give you kudos because we need more people to come together uh we need better ideas we need a peace movement and we need uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the former presidential candidate, said the first rule of war is unpredictable. We are on the edge of something catastrophic. And it, these leaders are playing games with our lives. So uh, can you talk a little bit about the shifting political waves that we're starting to see around the world? And of course, they're not being publicized. Yeah, you know, in the Czech Republic, in, in Prague, just uh, twice, uh, two days ago and then previously a couple of weeks ago they pulled out more than 70,000 people in the center square to protest their government's support for ukraine they say stop sending ukraine weapons they they're angry about nato they say get out of nato because it's bleeding us and then they say uh stop the sanctions on russia and allow us to import uh, natural gas from Russia. Otherwise, we're going to freeze to death. The people know the answers to these questions, and the people in some places are mobilizing. Uh, Germany, I, uh, I look every day on, the, uh, on YouTube, and I look at videos of protests all over German, sm uh, Germany, small town, big cities, all, you know, and it's happening, not just weekends, it's happening every day and at nighttime, too. Uh, so I watch these short videos and what it's and they're saying the same thing as the people in the Czech Republic. But then and, and in fact, in Germany, in their protest marches, they've been calling for turning on Nord Stream Two, turn it on, let the gas flow from Russia, the undersea pipeline. And then it gets blown up. It gets blown up. Well, who did that? Oh, Russia must have done that because Russia's evil. Russia's bad. Oh, why would Russia blow up their own pipeline that they just spent billions and billions of dollars to build undersea to Germany to, to move natural gas from 
and Russia to Germany. Why would no Russia sense. blow it up when all they have to do is turn off the spigot if they wanted to? Why would they do that? And who who would benefit if it was blown up? The states. The leaders are just shutting down the global economy. People are going to be really hurting, Bruce. And I, I agree with fighting. I agree with fighting poverty. I agree with fighting climate change. People of the United States, think about this. Florida's in ruins. How many taxpayers in Florida have sent weapons to Ukraine and now will receive minimal government support in rebuilding your lives? Yeah. How many people in Canada on our East Coast, they promised $10 million for a destructive force, uh, rem remnants of a hurricane that destroyed our East Coast. People have lost everything. We'll give you $10 million. That's a spit in the bucket. How much money for human needs where people sleeping on the streets, we have these catastrophes of climate change. They don't give to shits they're going to keep funding war unless the people in these countries wake up inflation is crushing us they raised uh, i'm paying an extra three thousand dollars a year in interest to the bank they're giving the money back to the bank because they keep raising our interest rates and here we are um look around at the human needs talk about what could be done in the united states bruce if we just redirected some of that money oh my god we could do so many things and uh, But you're right, they don't want to do it. And who doesn't want to do it? The oligarchs. And who are the oligarchs? Well, they're the corporations. They're the rich elite, the top 1%. Uh, and they run the show. And they control the politicians. And this whole game that everybody has fallen into is a trap. Oh, my God. You know, are the Democrats going to hang on to Congress and, you know, are the Republicans going to take control in November? It's all a sideshow. They play good cop, bad cop. Both parties work for the for the big money, for Mr. Big, for the corporate uh, take. You know, every single Democrat voted for the uh, now it's up to, I don't know, 50 billion, 60 billion. Every day I read another 10, 12 billions going to to uh, Ukraine from the United States for mil for war against Russia, you know. And and today uh, it was announced that the United States is opening up a new uh, military operation in Wiesbaden, Germany, and it's going to be directly in control of the war operation. So there's no thought anymore that, hey, this war is Ukraine against you know, Russia and the United States is just helping Ukraine because we're good guys and we always defend freedom and democracy. No, the United States is running this war. Last June 25th, the New York Times surprisingly ran a story saying that the CIA was the ones directing the strikes from using U.S. military satellite technology to uh, give the coordinates of Russian uh, troops and and uh, civilian locations, you know, uh, and they give it to the Ukrainians. They then fire these uh, U.S. NATO uh, donated uh, uh, missiles, long range missiles that then hit in the case of Donetsk just before this referendum, uh, the Ukrainian uh, army was pulverizing cities in that region, bombing hospitals, hotels, schools, daycare centers, senior citizen centers, farmers markets where people are buying produce, stuff like that. 
And they killed uh, just more and more and more and more people just in the last two weeks. That's all with our money, with all our support. It's it's insane. It's sick. And again, I say mm. it's evil. For sure. And our governments are also picking fights with China. They, they're sailing military boats through the South China Sea. Uh, the U.S. can't send enough diplomats to Taiwan. It's like they're they're picking fights with China and North Korea, and it's... It's like a drunk driver, you know. Would you let someone drive the bus drunk, or would you as the passengers all get up and take him out from behind the wheel? So one th one way to get behind the wheel and stop this craziness is to get information and get organized. And that's when I, when I think of you and, and all the work you're doing. So can you give us a little, um, some information, or how can people get good information um, about what's really going on? Yeah, let me suggest uh, some uh, various websites. First, I want to suggest my blog. It's called Organizing Notes. It's, every day I'm posting things on there that I'm learning, that I'm uh, doing. Uh, and so the address of that is space, the number four piece, space4piece.blogspot.com, Organizing Notes. And then a really good website uh, in the United States is Consortium News, uh, where really good, uh, progressive, honest journalists uh, who uh, either are retired from mainstream media or got fired from mainstream media, uh, for being honest. Uh, so they report Consortium News. That's very good. Uh, ConsortiumNews.com, very good uh, source of information. And so I am very close to it. So I went, and, I, and I've been there. I've been to Odessa in 2016 in Ukraine, and I went to the Donbass in 2019 in Ukraine. Right. And I've been to Russia a couple times. And so I have a feel for the people, and they're just like anywhere else. They're wonderful people. And they're being k killed by the Nazis and just because they're Russian ethnics. It's, it's genocide. And the West just allows it to happen, and now is and now is vigorously encouraging it, it to happen as well. Uh, the Greenville Post is good. Uh, the Moon of uh, Alabama is just one of my favorites. A great source of uh, information. The Moon of Alabama. Uh, I, I was looking thinking of YouTube, like Redacted or the Jimmy Dore Show. There's some good stuff on YouTube, and there's lots of good information out there. You just have to look a little further than your garbage on CNN and Fox News. It's almost unreadable. You know, I, I, I uh, in my town of Brunswick, there's somebody that had a recent peace potluck, if you can imagine such a thing, three weeks ago today. Um, he walks in and says to me, you know, Bruce, if you'd stop talking about the Nazis, people would take you more seriously. Now, this guy is a member of Veterans for Peace. He's supposed to be a peace activist. He's supposed to be a progressive. He supposedly knows what's going on in the world. Mm. But he denies the fact that Nazis exist in Ukraine. I mean, that's elementary, you know, yeah. third grade stuff, you know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's, this is what we're dealing with here. I wanted to, uh, we're kind of coming to the end, so I just wanted to thank you, Bruce, for all the hard work you're doing and, never giving up on peace and uh, I encourage our listeners get in touch with me if, if your faith community is doing something if your community groups are doing something I want to just get the message out there so thanks again for the work you do Bruce you, you too Stuart you, you're a really uh, great strong clear voice 
uh, in this world, and I thank you so much. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Latin Waves. Latin Waves is an independently produced syndicated radio program made available for free to campus and community radios and also to the world at latinwavesmedia.com. Please visit the website to hear previous shows, hear about upcoming events, and consider becoming a member for as little as $1 per month.